0: record button and it is recording all right so yo what's up welcome to another episode of the city image podcast you guys already know who i am i am bryant the theological giant but i'm glad to let y'all know that i am not by myself i have a full house of friends with me yo to my left let them know who you are young nassau county in the building and to my right
1: lord that's the principal the woman with principal
0: she's back doing (laughs) her thing oh man she's working all these crazy hours now (laughs) and and serving (laughs) students but she still got time to to pull up and and, and, and educate y'all real mm-hmm. quick. Gotta make time. Gotta make time. But we do have someone who is new to the podcast um, who will be joining the City Image team. I don't wanna say her name. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Who are you?
2: What's up? What's up? My name is Varlene, the Wild
0: Thornberry She is the
2: Wild Random Thornberry. name. <laughs> random name. Like but, it,
0: you know, but, but you know what though? As she begins to speak, you're going to know why we call her that. You know what I mean? Because the personality <laughs> sticks out. Uh, but we do- we have a dope show lined up um, today. Um, it's a show that is just very near and dear to a lot of our hearts as we think about this issue of justice, Um we're going to be responding to a document what's, what's the, just, what is what's it the statement of social justice in the gospel that's the official title of it mm-hmm. um, that was spearheaded by John MacArthur and a couple other uh, evangelical leaders and basically um, it is a statement that in my view I don't know if they would agree but in my view undermines the need for the church to pursue justice in its um fullness and so we think it's very important to respond to that um and hopefully that will be encouraging So just starting off, guys, what were your first impressions after you read the document and you processed it?
1: Yeah, I think for me, like I first heard about the document on Facebook. Like I saw people commenting on it and, you know, there were think pieces that were starting to happen around it. But I was like, OK, um, you know, John MacArthur, he had been canceled since like 08. So I don't really <laughs> want
3: to like read it. Was that it? before or after Lecrae? What, what was it, Jesus music? Was that? no nah, I was, was that, after that was post, uh, yeah that was post okay all right so fair yeah. enough Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I never
1: really got into Lecrae until like last <laughs> yeah, year so, so I really know the timeline yeah. I just knew for myself he was canceled <laughs> but I like I was like okay whatever but then I was like you know let me actually like read the language of the document if it's something that has this much charge on Facebook and when I first read it I was like you know it doesn't really seem that bad like it's it's just like okay they're Mm -hmm. it's talking about having a a defense of the gospel and wanting to you know shy away from heresy and keep the church on pace and some of that language seems very innocent at first yeah but then when you read more and more and you get past the affirmations into the denials you start seeing like how insidious the document actually is like there are some really really malicious and like ill-spirited things that are happening in the document a lot of good stuff but a whole lot of bad
0: stuff yeah sure
3: yeah no i i agree i mean that's that's what's so uh i guess troubling about it on the first read because i mean you know v was saying before like if she was backed into a corner she she might even be able to technically sign it if you just read it in a vacuum right right Right? but there but it's laced i feel like with just innuendo yeah um, and almost like dog whistles to mm. like folks who would be like oh okay i know what you meant by that statement yeah um yeah. and then there's just some outright stuff that's like high key no, like no bueno like yeah like you know but um yeah, yeah you know I, I think um i wasn't surprised
0: yeah none of this stuff um, surprises me anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: i mean if it, it, it felt like yeah very much par for the course with kind of how the dialogue has been moving in certain pockets of uh yeah christendom so to speak so yeah what about you v
2: yeah just like um what is i when i first read it i was like okay this sounds everything pretty sounds sound right like everything sounds pretty uh right but then when you start reading the denials you're like Mm, that don't sound right. Like <laughs> you coming for somebody. I don't know what you're coming yeah. for, but you coming for somebody. Yeah. And that's where I was just like, no, I, I can't agree with these uh yeah. statements being made. Because um, he's just making a lot of accusations and assumptions at uh people who talk about social justice mm-hmm. and I just don't think it's yeah it's uh right. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean I think my my thoughts were you get into the document and it sounds just like any, you know, doctrinal statement that you read from a church or a seminary or whatever where it's like we believe in the bible and we believe in salvation yeah. and we believe in I believe in the
3: bible too yeah and it's yeah. like
0: okay I could vibe with that right, like right. the bible is the word of god and like you start reading it and it's just like okay the affirmations sound Like a pretty accurate summation about what scripture teaches. But Mm -hmm. then they go to the denials and they're coming to these conclusions that don't logically flow (laughs) from. (laughs) They turn
3: heels so quick. They turn heels so quick. It's like, where do we, how do we get here? How do we get
0: here? And then they just throw out these scriptures that have nothing to do with the denials. No real application of the scripture to the denials and so you're left kind of scratching your head like how are you coming to these conclusions it just mm. seems like your opinion but it's but because you put some accurate theological language before it it make it gives off this sort of uh facade of accuracy and biblical soundness and people who just follow these guys yeah um are going to be like okay well my favorite guy wrote it and he's so he he, he knows the scriptures and you know here are these highfalutin awesome sounding theological truths and so I'm just gonna go rock with the whole document and then but when you start to really read it closely you realize but that doesn't really follow from your affirmation yeah it doesn't really follow from the scriptures you quoted and at that point you realize it's much more something much more sinister is happening right you
2: really have to have your antennas up when you read this document
0: yeah absolutely um. So, we're gonna really get into critiquing the document, but I thought it was important to, at first, uh, honor, which is I, I want. I don't know if I want to attribute honor to anything in this document, but I, I want to get at the point that there there is something that they're hitting on that's worth um, responding to that they're trying to respond to. So. I can't speak to the full motivation of why this document was written, and I suspect that there's a lot of, um, honestly, in my opinion, malcontent. Is that a word? in Malcontent. Yeah? Mal intent. Mal intent. There you go. <laughs> I love that. I love having a teacher. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing all, all right. Something's all right. <laughs> no, <All> right. Vocabulary's <laughs> about to be. I'm about to <laughs> my vocabulary Mal-
2: to widen.
0: Right yeah. Don't don't <laughs> edit Mal-intent that either. It's a
1: is a is a word, but just not. It for how you're trying to,
4: yeah, I love that.
0: Oh. Yo, leave that in the podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we people. <laughs> yeah.
0: people. Mal intent. Mm-hmm. I do suspect there are mal. There is mal intent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. In 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 some of what is written here, but I do think that they are trying. Some of this document can address some legitimate concerns in the culture, mm-hmm. like in one of the articles it talks about justice not being culturally defined now again I don't agree with everything in that article but essentially that's true justice has to be defined ultimately coming from the nature of God the goodness of God and from that what he writes down in scripture that is true and good and what we should follow and so there are elements in the culture that um, have abandoned that that Worldview or abandoned scriptural principles, and they have gone in various ways in terms of how they would define justice so we, we and we do need to watch out for that um, and so i want to i don 't want to say that this endeavor is totally worthless mm-hmm. right yes, when we t- i think it 's worth clearly defining justice, what is justice what 's the foundation of justice, how can the church actually understand what is a good and right and true justice issue to pursue. Um, All of that is good, but to therefore make some of the conclusions that we're going to talk about later, like, oh, it's not a necessity for the church to be involved in justice. And all those conclusions, um, I think are being motivated by malintent (laughs) malintent malicious intent um of honestly just not wanting to talk about some of the things that uphold the power structures that white evangelicals currently have in this country
2: talk about it talk about it
0: motivated by not wanting to talk about issues of race um and,
3: and other issues of that nature, right? So, so you so. might say that we affirm <laughs> that it's important to articulate a biblical exactly. view of justice and go exactly. back to Scripture and really kind of unearth, you know, what animates the way we see exactly. things. But we would deny. There we go. Seventy <laughs> to ninety, to a lot of the doctrine.
1: eight percent of it.
0: That that's essentially it. That that's a good summation of my point. So.
1: For everyone who has had the pleasure of not reading this document, just to kind of give you a layout of what the document looks like, like it starts off and there's this introduction of like why they're writing it that leads into then about maybe like 12 or so um, subsections that talk about um, culture, race. And within each one of those subsets, there is an affirmation of what they believe. And then there's a denial of what they don't believe. So we are following their same structure of affirming and (laughs) denying
0: yeah. All right, so we want to talk about uh first uh, their second article here, the the Amago Day, right? And in it it says, "We affirm that God created every person equally in his own image, as divine image bearers. All people have inestimable inestimable value and dignity before God and deserve honor, respect, and protection." Everyone has been created by God and for God. Why? Reach Brian. <laughs> Reach. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, like if I you would have just if you just like if you were just, just, like, just taken that excerpt <laughs> and read that to me, I'm like, oh, yo. I'm gonna sign a document right now. Right, I, right. I don't That's even, even sign it, twice. Yeah, sign it right. twice. Like I don't even need to read the rest. How right. can you come to any wrong conclusions following that? Like really? sound
1: like MLA said it. Like, okay, yeah. you know, let freedom ring. Like, yeah. go ahead.
0: You know what I'm saying? But we deny that God given roles, socioeconomic status, ethnicity, religion, sex or physical condition, or any other property of a person either negates or contributes to that individual's worth. As an image bearer of God, which again yeah. sounds—it's
3: it's on, it's on point. On point. Is.
0: It sound like there's anything wrong with that. And depending on the, you know, context of where that's coming from, could be on point. But when you kind of uh, dive into the worldview of the people who are actually articulating that mm-hmm. and the positions that they tend to take in culture, it leads you to suspect. Well, why are they really saying that? Right. right? Yeah
3: yeah i mean you can't you that's the thing you this document doesn't exist in a vacuum it, exactly it exists in a cultural moment yeah it exists in the middle of a dialogue that's already happening and i mean the way the way that i kind of take this when i first read this is essentially um you know we don't want to have conversations about socioeconomic status ethnicity religion sex or physical condition and basically you kind of just all lives mattered yeah the discussion Mm. Mm -hmm. i don't know how you guys took it that was the way that i kind of interpreted it when i read it that they want to just kind of yeah you those discussions so to speak absolutely like go ahead yeah
2: so i didn't see that right when i first read it but then when andy mentioned it i'm like yo you sound like you reaching but i'm gonna reach with you (laughs) (laughs) you know because yeah you see that we don't want to we don't want to hear anything about what you're going through, yeah. or what's happening. Yeah, we just wanna preach the gospel solely, and that's it. We don't want to hear about what you're crying about. We don't want to hear about what's bothering you at night. We don't want to hear about what's going on with your mama and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the gospel
0: alone. Yeah, and I and I think you know we were talking about this before, Andy. I think you brought up a good point when it talks about you know, not adding value or taking away value. um, I think it, I think that 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 is a very reasonable sub against the black lives matter movement. Yeah. Right. Because it could be interpreted by some, and I think it has been that when we say black lives matter, that somehow we're adding value or more intrinsic worth to Mm. black people Right. But in reality, we're not adding any we're not saying that black people are privileged or that they deserve any more value or anything of that nature. We're recognizing that the culture has consistently devalued black lives in the systemic oppression that it has Put in place in American society. And so it's a re, it's a reaffirmation of that value. It's yeah. not saying, okay, well, because we're ethnically black or because you're a woman and, and you know, there's certain issues of um, misogyny that we need to talk about. That's not adding more value to them or trying to be, you know, make them special. It's actually saying, well, you guys have devalued this. And now we're, we're trying to get back to what the scriptures say about upholding um, the intrinsic worth of people um in in every aspect of their identity right um so yeah any thoughts on that or
1: like they in the in the document they harp on amago day and they talk about how yeah. important it is that we are made in the image of god and all people are made in the image of god and they are affirming that which is right and true but they on the flip side, are talking out of both sides of their mouths and then go say like, oh, actually the parts of your identity that do make you special, that do make you in the image of God, that actually affirm Imago Day." don't talk about that. Yeah. Like, let, nope, mm we only gonna talk about the gospel, we only gonna talk about Jesus, that's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah. But God himself has made us unique and fearfully and wonderfully made and given us these um, distinctions in our identity, and then we can't talk about it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, even, even beyond the fact that it's... Uh, It's definitely a common error to try to take some sort of colorblind stance on these topics. Um, You know, really, there is even a bigger error where we're now denying the fact that all of these issues, socioeconomic status, ethnicity, religion, sex, or physical condition, that these are all issues that have been held against people in the past. Right. And these have been issues that have been explicitly, and not even in the past, Right Just now. right now, are mm-hmm. being used to um, really mar uh, the Imago Dei in people, or or try to denounce that, or or even ignore that. Um, and you know, really, if we look back to the scripture, we see that that Jesus was ready to come out and and talk about this. I mean, yeah. if you go back to the to the parable of the Good Samaritan. Yeah, I mean, Jesus basically Samaritan lives mattered the Samaritan on the fact lives, <laughs> ma- Yeah that's what want. he was doing he was he was saying who is your neighbor and let's talk about the fact that you guys ignore this class of people yeah. this group of people as your neighbors exactly. let's have a conversation about it and let's expand this category of neighbor for people that might um, um, limit that and so um, when Jesus did that he wasn't saying that uh, Samaritans had more value than anyone else. What he yeah. was doing was he was saying, "No, th- this is a conversation that needs to be had. That you're ignoring the Imago Day. Yeah. That you're ignoring the the neighborness of exactly. of you know certain people in your society and." we got to have a conversation about that. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. The Jesus that they're pointing
1: people back to is not the
3: Jesus of the Bible because the
1: Jesus of the Bible was someone who always affirmed subjugated groups. When he came ac- across them, he affirmed the existence of the Samaritans. He affirmed the women. He t- spoke to the woman at the well. He stopped them from stoning the woman caught in adultery. Like they're it, in every group that was not affirmed in that society those are the people that Jesus ran to so in pointing us back to a Jesus or a gospel that denies people's Imago day or denies people's, you know, poor experiences, you're not pointing us back to the Jesus of the Bible and you are negating the very thing you're trying to do of yeah. pointing people let's let's just focus on the gospel. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ of the Bible.
3: Yeah. 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 And I think it's it's very much I don't want to say par for the course. I, I think there's a genuine misunderstanding. Like some of this I, I as much as I want to be cynical about it, I mean, I feel like for if you are in a context where you are interacting with a homogenous group of people yeah. and you're interacting with a homogenous group of people that also exist in privilege, mm-hmm. um, you're going to kind of have this flattened view of your doctrine yeah. where you mm-hmm. don't see the application of it and the need for it to actually lift people up. And, and I think that could be what's happening at the, at the very least in this statement Um, where they're not recognizing the need to be dynamic in the way that they express their theology.
0: And I understand that, Andy, and I think I agree with that. But it's one thing if that's the only people that they were interacting with, because there are people who are outside that context who have now said, but look at this. And and, and when, when there is a refusal to say, look at this, that's when the issue comes in. We can't blame people if they are around a particular people and that's their cultural upbringing. And because of that, they have, uh, you know, they don't quite see the fullness of maybe the error of their ways or whatever the case may be. Or they can't see things from other people's perspective. But when other people enter into that and say, but here's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have to be held accountable for the ways that you participated in that oppression and you don't want to be, there's a hardness of heart there. That's the problem. And what's frustrating about this is I've heard in conservative circles all the time that like, oh, well, these people who are claiming they're oppressed, they just want a special class of privilege or they want to be, you know, we're creating some sort of special, we're, 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 we're making them unique. It's like, no, listen, this is not, Listen, when we say we're oppressed, it's not some sort of privilege to want to no longer be oppressed. It's mm. just going back to the way it should be. Yeah. This is not a like we want to, we, nobody wants to be treated more special. It's like can you just simply allow me to drive down the block and not pull me over because I'm black? Mm. There's nothing I I'm not trying to be some special class of Uh, oppressed person listen I don't maybe there are some people who find their identity in being oppressed I don't know very many of those people but the people I talk to they just want to live they just want to raise the families they want to get jobs and not be um, having to face prejudice that's all they want to do and so to say that oh somehow you're you're adding value or you want to be treated as special that's it's frustrating to say the least.
1: Or they want to go to church and worship God and not have someone who hates them for their color come yeah, in it, and kill Exactly their members during a church service. Like it you
0: know little things. Yeah. It's the little things. Okay. All right. So um and so we're gonna move forward and I should have said this before. This document is so large and there's so many things that we could actually be keying in on, but we're just for the purposes of a podcast and trying to keep the podcast not five hours long, (laughs) we're just going to highlight, you know, certain things that we kind of felt were the most problematic, even though we could pick apart this document for days. Um, So we just wanted to look at another um, point uh, article here, article 12. So it's the article on race and ethnicity. So we affirm God made all people from one man. Okay, accurate. Though people often can be distinguished by different ethnicities and nationalities, they are ontological equal for God in both creation and redemption. Race is not a biblical category, but rather a social construct that often has been used to classify groups of people in terms of inferiority and superiority. All that is good, honest, just, and beautiful in various ethnic backgrounds and experiences can be celebrated as a fruit of God's grace. All sinful actions and their results, including evils perpetrated between and upon ethnic groups by others, are to be confessed as sinful, repented of, and repudiated. Then it goes on That's to pretty woke. I don't know. About <laughs> you guys <I'm> <laughs> changing your mind about this statement. <laughs> I, every time you read the we affirm <laughs> yeah. every time you read the reaffirm, you're like, oh, I'm ready to sign where my pen at. Right. Uh, yeah. This is dope. This the is problem dope. is
1: not in their affirmations, <laughs> it's in their, their <laughs> denials, denials <laughs>
0: of the very thing they just affirmed. And then they go to we deny. Okay. That Christians should segregate themselves into racial groups or regard racial identity above or even equal to their identity in Christ. We deny that any divisions between people groups from an unstated attitude of superiority to an overt spirit of resentment, that's a sub against who's, all Who's
1: Right, who's resentful? <laughs> who's resentful? Who you coming for? <laughs> yeah. for? They
2: coming,
0: coming for the me. angry
1: black woman right. and the uh,
0: angry black man that's a sub. That's exactly what you come <laughs> for. Right. coming for. Have any legitimate place in the fellowship of the redeemed. We reject such That's such Christian language. Have any legitimate place in the fellowship of the redeemed. Anyway, we reject any teaching that encourages racial groups to view themselves as privileged oppressors or entitled victims of oppression. Kind of what we were just talking about. (laughs) While we are to weep with those who weep, we deny that a person's feelings of offense or oppression necessarily prove that someone else is guilty of sinful behaviors, oppression, or prejudice. Guys, let's unpack that. What would, how is that landing on you?
1: He just said, F you and your mama, forget your feelings, forget your history, forget what you ever thought about. Like, I don't care about your black, I don't care about your brown, I don't care about your other. Like, it does not matter. Yeah, you just affirmed the fact that there were all these different types of groups, but now you're saying your experience as a person in that group, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter because, like, you then, you're talking about victims of, what, what he said? Like, entitled victims? Yeah. that's just crazy. the language around like people's experiences is yeah. so trivial. Absolutely, Like you have 400 years of this, of slavery in this country that have not been repented of that yeah. have not been confessed, that have not even been acknowledged. And then you're talking about weep with those who weep. You're doing the, the very opposite of the thing that you're calling us to. You're not weeping with us. You are telling us, uh, you're pushing us back into silence saying, don't talk about how you feel because Absolutely. it does not matter here. Forget yeah. it.
0: Absolutely. On that point real quick. Um, At the point of stuff not being repented of, I was actually um, at Columbia University. I was going to the um, black student organization uh, up there, and a lot of the black students from the South were talking about how they regularly in high school took field trips. To plantations and were being told that the slaves actually enjoyed it and they were actually being provided for Mm -hmm. and slavery wasn't actually a problem Um, and there's all these attempts to revise history and make it less of a problem than it was and so there's this understanding or notion that oh we've already passed that we repented of it we're we're done with that we no longer affirm it there are people in modern day downplaying the atrocities. Of slavery, and they they're not repentant of it. It's get over it. We're done. Yeah, we were wrong about it, but whatever. And but intrinsically, I I was hearing that one um, white pastor, prominent white pastor, um, told someone that I knew, not going to name this person, that um, it was slavery was actually the Africans' fault. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean because like oh well the African chiefs were selling the slave it was actually their this is a prominent evangelical name if I, if I were to say who this was you would all know who it was so, it better
1: not be Piper that's all nah. I know is the, is
0: the, is the, it's not John Piper right <laughs> No, nah, it wasn't John Piper we care for Piper <laughs> I've been I've been real <laughs> upset was but it it's sad because this document talks about well you know it's over you know you, and now everyone who wants to kind of claim that they're oppressed is looking for a place of privilege Mm. that's that's what they're saying here it's there's no real oppression anymore right you've got your rights why are you still mad you just want a privileged place in this country
3: and at at best it's tone deaf but at worst it's extremely cynical to even say to even bring up that language of entitled victims and to ignore the Language that's been used around I mean, even just specifically, I'm thinking about social welfare over the last thirty years and the way that that's been racialized, yeah, mm-hmm. and this idea of of you know, just like people that are in oppressed groups or people that are even socioeconomically um, you know, needing welfare that they're entitled that these are just entitlements that people are sitting back like it's it's a very it's very tone deaf but at worst it's actually co-opting that language to send a very strong and divisive in and of itself message um yeah Yeah. and and let's talk about
0: you know this first part of the statement where it talks about we deny that christians should segregate themselves into racial groups or guard racial identity above or equal to their identity in christ well when we're segregated into racial groups how do you think that came about that came about because of your systematic uh, um oppression of us and we only finding any sense of humanity when we were by ourselves the black church formed because it was a place where black people could come and feel dignified they could they could they could come and they could have people um places of leadership, the pastor was respected. Pe- leaders were actually respected. Their full humanity was expressed, and you forced them out of their churches.
1: Well, yeah, even like black denominations, like the Zion yeah. A.M.E. churches, like they were they weren't founded just because oh we wanted to be around other black people. They exactly. were founded because we were not allowed to be ministers in in, exactly. in, uh, in uh, Methodist churches. We were not allowed to go like by law. We weren't allowed to go into their seminaries. So it's not just like oh I wanted to be around people that look like me. I wanted to form an affinity group. I had no choice exactly. legally like so the white church created the black church
0: Exactly and and the thing that's even frustrating is to this day if black individuals want to go into majority wise spaces they have to face stuff like this document Mm -hmm. they have to face stuff like hey i'm suffering and you guys don't want to acknowledge it and so what am i going to do am i going to sit here and continue to attend a church that doesn't want to affirm my humanity or am i going to go around my own people that understand what i'm dealing with the suffering and the hurt that i'm feeling and feel like a full human being again that I can actually express how I'm feeling and people will understand. And so they're talking about, oh, we, well, you, you guys shouldn't segregate and be defies. It's almost like they're blaming the division that exists on the church on minorities. It's your fault. You guys are wanting to divide. You've got all this resentment and this anger, right? And so we deny that that should happen. But in your actions, you're forcing it to happen. That's the issue. So it's frustrating, man. And that second part of it, of or equal or even equal to to their identity in Christ. Again, the the I've and I've heard this in white evangelical circles so much. The identity of your race should be completely downplayed, right? So they put it here as equal to their identity or in Christ. Well, obviously, our primary identity is in Christ. No one is going to deny that their primary identity is in Christ, but to certain individuals as soon as you want to identify as black or male or female or it's like oh no 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 wait hold on <laughs> that's that, that part of your identity no listen we're all one I, they always quote that verse in Ephesians listen, no, no Jew or Greek mm-hmm. or you know male or female like, it's like come on guys that's that's what they're saying here and they 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 couch it as oh well now you're trying to elevate that identity as your primary identity when it should just be that you're in Christ it's like no we're we're recognizing that Christ created me as a black person and my 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 ethnicity matters mm. right and the frustrating thing about this is White evangelicals will, on the one hand, play this colorblind card and talk about how we don't see ethnicity; they don't see it. But then they'll cross the street when they see a black man. Yeah. Or, 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 when you get pulled over, you you know it's because you're a certain color, and so it's like you can't, on the one hand, say, "Oh, we're you know, listen, your ethnicity, how you look, that should not be an identity." When my experience in America makes me very cognizant of the fact that this is my color
1: yeah this document like it follows along the vein of like they are reading the letter of the law and they're not looking at the spirit behind it like even in thinking about the scriptures that they use they talk about we weep with those who weep well okay what's the spirit behind the weeping with those who weep it is fully acknowledging the situation that they Mm, are a part of and then entering their experience and empathizing with them and feeling along with them. That is the spirit of what um, Jesus did when he went to the tomb to raise Lazarus. He acknowledged the situation and then entered into the brokenness with them. So this document is actually in the letter of oh I see you crying so I'm gonna cry with you but you're not entering into the person's experience or at least experience. claim I'm gonna
0: cry with you how right mean, you how claim mean, it I wanna know John MacArthur actually sat down and cried with me he didn't
2: cry John didn't cry Never. well he does a stand on the fact that he did walk with John Perkins during the civil rights movement um, oh but, so he had
0: a black friend right
2: <laughs> and and so, okay. so we want more than a photo op you God. know we want you to actually empathize and sympathize for what we're going through yeah. and like going off of what you're saying i i when i first read this like i was saying before um i totally just went to you know first corinthians chapter 13 when it right. talks about i can have all these things all the understanding i can have prophetic ministry but if i have not love i have nothing yeah and He's not, I feel like he's not, well, this. I feel like this document is not looking at individuals with love. Yeah. yeah. And the first thing I say every time I reread this document is why? Why did you feel like yeah. with your platform that you felt like you needed to come out with such a, a statement? Yeah. Um, why don't you talk to your brothers and sisters who you are coming for yeah. personally Yeah. and have the conversation um, Outright, and really come to a place of understanding. Even if you don't come to a place of understanding, don't come out with such a statement for everyone to see, and now put us in this corner where everybody's saying, "Look, look, look, look! I look at what look at what the Christians are doing. Yeah. Look, at, look! I told you, look, look."
0: Yeah, and that, and that's always just to that point has been John MacArthur's problem, and we were discussing this a little bit earlier um, off air is that he treats every disagreement as heresy. Yeah. Every, and there's certain some folks, unfortunately, in the reform world where they've kind of gotten into this, we have to stand against all false ideas. Um, they treat every disagreement. And this, this is part for the course of John MacArthur. You know, when he came out very hard against... Um, um, charismatics and a strange fire conference, and treating other Christians who hold to certain spiritual gifts, continuing, um, he's treating that as. Uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or some sort of demonic influence or something like that. And it's like, this is in the Bible. You have other believers who love God (laughs) experiencing this, and yet you treat it as heresy. Um, But to be honest, I think that there's more than just this need to stand against heresy that's here. I think that deep down, there's racism. There's the the need to to hold on to power structures. There's the need to want to escape being held accountable for Mm -hmm. the privilege that they have, and now they're kinda hiding behind this, well, it's also false doctrine, so we need to oppose it. It's almost like they're looking for something within their worldview to give them a reason to oppose this, and so we'll call it false doctrine. We can't really say it's because this is getting, you know, I don't like, as a white male, I'm looked at as the bad guy for our history, so I'm gonna say it's just oh you guys are abandoning the gospel here, but that's what they told Martin Luther King Jr. That's what they told the, the history of the church in America is. Every time, whether it's being told the, the to, to the abolitionists, whatever the case may be, this is you guys are creating trouble. Yeah, this is this is not the gospel. This is you guys are you know Martin Luther King said in his letter from uh, Birmingham Jail like you guys. He was talking to Christian pastors and leaders. You have this religion that you're not actually fully following through on. And it was because he was receiving opposition from other believers. And it continues to this day, this need to hold on to power by saying, you guys aren't following the scriptures, actually. And that's what we're getting in this document. Including our own at times contain laws and systems that foster racial racist attitudes and policies. I actually, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta pause and be like yeah. what you what uh, what you, you say you affirm that. Um, I I just wanna actually pause on that. Because we affirm mm-hmm. virtually all cultures, including our own, at times. Sometimes we contain laws <laughs> and systems that foster racist attitudes and policies,
1: no, not all cultures, only majority cultures like I cannot be in a in a minority culture that has no power and then subjugate another group if i don't i Come can't on. make if I can't make them all no power I exactly. don't have the power <laughs> like it's it's no,
0: yeah, it's almost like whenever we admit that we do something wrong, we also gonna say y'all doing it wrong too, right' like okay, but like. I, all cultures, though, <laughs> be well, having All cultures that. matter, Brian.
1: All <laughs> cultures subjugate. All,
0: all <laughs> cultures subjugate. I um, And sometimes, um, it, it's crazy to me, man. And even if you want to partially admit that, why not follow through and say, well, okay, are we still, do, do some of those laws still exist? Do some of those policies still exist? I would, I would be interested in asking, okay, since we at least admit that we can have flawed laws, is it possible that maybe there's still some, you know, flawed laws? Okay, well, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, we know Roe v. Wade, so obviously, but is that just a selective justice issue again? Maybe there are laws still oppressing the very people that you no longer want to hear from, so. Yeah. I don't know. But Anyway. Moving on to de- we deny. We deny that treating people with sinful partiality or prejudice is consistent with biblical Christianity. We deny that only those in positions of power are capable of racism. <laughs> so they're coming for you on that, Lord. <laughs> shots are fired. <laughs> or, or that individuals of any particular ethnic groups are incapable of racism. We deny that systemic racism is in any way compatible with the core principles of historic evangelical convictions, we didn't. Can
3: I just stop you for a second? Yeah. If there's any, if there's that that statement was made under the statement on racism. Yeah. If there's any doubt that this is not about racism. Yeah. It's in the last few sentences you read. Sorry,
0: continue. Yeah. 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 Um, We deny that systemic racism is any way compatible with the core principles of historic evangelical convictions. It's almost like, okay, you go from like falsehood to truth to falsehood to truth. We deny that the Bible can be legitimately used to foster or justify partiality, prejudice or contempt towards other ethnicities. Uh, We deny that the contemporary evangelical movement has any deliberate agenda to elevate one ethnic group and subjugate another and we emphatically deny that lectures on social issues or activism aimed at reshaping the wider culture are as vital to the life and health of the church as the preaching of the gospel and exposition of scripture historically such things tend to become distractions 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 that inevitably lead to departures from the gospel
1: I wish I could see how far my eyes are rolling back into my head and like it just I am trying with all my might not to cuss because like just this this, there's
0: so much there there's so
1: much here like the the language here is just so volatile and they There's a restraint in the way that they are writing, but there's also such shade and such attack that comes across in these words. Like these words are violent words in saying that your experience and everything that you have felt as a subjugated person is now negated Mm -hmm. and it's wrong. And it, it like, okay, so you're focusing on the exposition of scripture and you want us to focus on the preaching of the gospel, but what then do we do with it? Like yeah. we're just supposed to sit on Sunday and hear the gospel yeah. every Sunday and then yeah. not do What are we doing Monday through Saturday?
0: Yeah. And that's been a problem with um, theology that has been developed in white spaces is that it's been a very personal sort of thing. It's between me and God. It's me and God. God wants to save me. And after I believe in him, that's it. And also, if I'm going to talk about how I'm supposed to live, then let me just talk about sexual immorality and like no longer you know um committing any sins that like just live a holy pietistic life and it's never any conversation about well what does that how does it play itself out in structural in society issues of justice that that are macro you know uh, how we relate to each other it's never they've always tend to, to to ignore that and what tends to happen is when you're a majority culture and you're the ones with the power and the money and an influence you're gonna not do a good job thinking about what are some of the structures that we've set up that may actually be oppressing and hurting other people your theology is gonna be you're just not forced to think about that because mm-hmm. you're not under those contexts whereas the black church has always had to think about oppression because it was birthed out of oppression so it's going to be very intrinsic to the theology of those in the in 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 that institution
3: yeah if if you're in a if you're in a space where there's no well if you if you're in a space of privilege like that then really the only frontier left to conquer is your is yourself so you're only going to focus on individualistic sin Yeah, You know, if there's no barriers from you having any type of freedom or autonomy in front of you that you could see, then you're only going to be able to focus on sins like, you know, personal sins. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think you're 100 percent on point with that. Yeah. What do you guys think
0: about the statement? We deny that the contemporary evangelical movement has any deliberate agenda to elevate one ethnic group and subjugate another. (laughs) What do you think about
3: that? Well, the key word there is deliberate. Yeah. Um, and even though we could be a lot more cynical with it, I mean, that one word encapsulates everything, encapsulate a good deal of what's wrong with the document. And that's this notion that. Unless racism is a deliberate, explicit act, it doesn't exist. Mm. Unless racism is an individual act that I'm consciously making, then I am not affected by racism. I'm not affected by how the... And and that's such a... That so undersells how Uh, depraved uh, our hearts uh, is. That so undersells. I mean, you know, to think that we can't fall... We can't fall victim, which is really the purpose of the document. The document is saying, okay, all these Christians have fallen victims of the culture. They've yeah. been influenced by the culture. Well, how have you been influenced by the exactly. culture? Exactly. Mm, We're how?
0: the ones that haven't been. Yeah. We're the ones that are so theologically minded and we know the scriptures so much that we haven't been influenced by the culture. Yeah. You guys are the ones that have, right? Yeah. And so, I think you make a great point, this idea that because I am not deliberately claiming to be racist or doing a racist act, right, then I can't be held accountable for racism. No, no one can say that that was, what I did was racist, mm-hmm. you know, so.
2: And I think that's not true, right? Like, uh, just standing on the fringes and not doing anything at all, You need to be held accountable for that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: You need to be held accountable for that. Um, Yeah. This entire
1: document can be parsed down to a subtweet. You know, when people respond to like, oh, so-and-so was talking about me and -and so-and-so has something to say about me. Well, okay, for you that was talking about me, here's what I think. Like, it's just in response to like every accusation that has been brought against the event um the evangelical church but not directly saying like oh i'm responding to so and so like stop the subtweets john MacArthur and friends
0: (laughs) no yeah that's 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 absolutely right um and i also want to challenge this idea that they said that it's no longer a deliberate agenda um Okay, are you guys sitting around having meetings talking about how we could oppress black people? All right? Maybe, maybe not. Right, I'm assume you're not, but hopefully. Ho- hopefully you're not. But the reality is that the, there there are things that you do, right? Like when we know historically, straight up, you didn't even let black people into seminaries, right? Like we know
3: sh- Bob Jones University. Which John MacArthur went to, I read this somewhere last week, uh, banned interracial relationships until two thousand. Yeah. And there's still churches that that believe I mean Absolutely. That you can't have interracial marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there there are ways in which
0: you shade black people to make them not feel welcome all the time. I wanna know what the leadership structures look like in these white churches when they have black people in them are they even elevating them to positions of leadership i want to ask all those questions because you would you may think that because you're no longer voting for a law that says black people can't vote or whatever the case may be that you're no longer trying to oppress a particular group but oppression comes out in many different ways So I would would challenge them to, to, if they're even willing, that's the whole question behind this document, which seems to express the fact that they're not willing, but I would challenge them, there may be ways in which you are still deliberately oppressing people from various cultures, right? And the last thing I wanna hit on, which is so crazy, it's so crazy. We deny that lectures on social issues or activism aimed at reshaping the wider culture are as vital to the life and health of the church as the preaching of the gospel and the exposition of scripture.
2: Wasn't nobody talking about that? <laughs> Wasn't nobody talking about that? Nobody said that either. Or
0: yeah, was they have like, to oppose each other? Right. This, that's a frustrating thing. It's like we got to put the two together to make it look like they're opposed to each other. It's like individuals who want to make like science and faith opposed to each other. It's like, oh, well, if you really want to believe science, you can't believe it. It's like you're creating this false artificial, they have to be fighting against each other. They don't. No one ever wanted to... Say that when we lecture on issues concerning social justice or we talk about the social ills of the church or the way the church might be failing, that somehow this is a attempt to prop that up as important as preaching the gospel. The, you're, you're accusing the people who hold these views as heretics. You're, you're attributing to them this false sense of heresy.
1: It forces the question then of like, what is the gospel ultimately? And the yeah. gospel is the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins and belief in him, faith in him, that equals salvation. Gospel. But then once we have that, what has God prompted us to do. And the Bible says that in um, in Ephesians 2.10, that we're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, yeah. which God pre- prepared in advance for us to do. Like it does not stop at our getting saved. Like once we're saved, we then have to act on that. Faith without works is dead. Exactly. So they're trying to have these two things in opposition to one another that one causes the other. Like yeah. once you've sat and heard the gospel, what does it it then forced you to do what is the impetus of the gospel like exactly. what how is it working out in your daily life are yeah. you then clothing and feeding the people that jesus commands you to like yeah are you then? he says in the bible like when i was hungry you didn't feed me when i was naked you didn't clothe me when i was yeah. in prison you didn't visit me and those are the people that he did not enter into his kingdom yeah. like we then have this requirement of, out of love like the the power of christ compels us then from that to do good works unto others yeah. we just can't stop at our Salvation it must work itself out in social good. Yeah, right. I've, the
2: two commands: love your God and love your neighbor. Exactly. Like, yeah. how are you loving your neighbor? It's not just a, I love my neighbor." Yeah. No, there's an actual knocking at your neighbor's door and saying, "Hey, I live next to you. What is your name?" Yeah. What is your story? Yeah. How can I, I serve see you? you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you are trying to love your neighbor and you see that your neighbor is oppressed and they're uh, dealing with something that is of high concern of, of a hot it becomes your it issue becomes too. your issue
2: too. We have to carry our brothers and sisters' burdens. Exactly. I want to know if they read the same
1: Bible they're talking about.
2: Because I'm looking
1: at James 2.16 that says, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? Exactly. Like, what, That's what, exactly what are you doing?
0: Literally, what we're talking about. Right, and
2: it doesn't negate the gospel, right? Because Jesus is our all in all. Yeah. But Jesus also is concerned with clothes on your back, yeah and food in your belly exactly yeah god wants to provide for your necessities while you're down here on earth as well yeah he does that he's a good god right and not not also not negating the fact that we could suffer like all these things i think they get into this rabbit hole of things and that's what makes them feel like they can have such a statement right like well what are you saying about suffering what are you saying about this no but we know that we know that Jesus wants to do these things as like he he wants to provide for yeah, you as well. Exactly. Right? Like it's not just it's not it's again, it's not one or the other. They don't totally cancel each other out. Yeah. The two can exist.
0: Yeah. And know? I think you know, one of the motivations behind this is we've seen folks who've come up in theologically liberal circles deny Orthodox truth about who Jesus is, what the Bible is, and Basically, that religion kind of devalu- it, it kind of falls down into well, we should just take care of you. We should just like, prov- you know so it's a heavy emphasis on the poor and heavy emphasis on social justice and so there's a reaction to that we can't be that right we can't be those people who just want to take care of people and not preach the gospel but now you're you're on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's all you want to do is exactly what lord has just read say all right you know be well pray for you i mean encourage you in the scriptures but you need help and i'm not going to help right we have to be people who can marry those things or we're not trying to be people who feel like all we're concerned about is works we're just comp- just do good no we understand that look without look all of our righteousness is filthy rags if it's not covered in Amen. the grace and washed in the blood of jesus it's christ it's
2: not gonna look perfect and i think that's what they have the issue with this like how how the outworking of us addressing social justice issues have been looking it's not going to look perfect yeah but if we
0: we can't give up on that exactly we can't
2: we can't give up on it and so again like having this statement is just yeah a way to just kind of shut us down and you ain't shutting us down yeah it is denying
1: the very christ that they're supposedly trying to point us to jesus christ the second person of the trinity who died on a cross for our sins he's the same god that within the bible met people's physical needs like people were going to him because he was feeding people he was healing people he was clothing people like that is what he did yeah do better stop having um, sexual sin like stop being immoral stop gossiping do all that absolutely and then go feed your brother like he tells
2: us to do all of that
0: yeah it's so funny here they say too that it it's not vital to the health of the church right and it's like
2: i would say it is vital Uh, it is vital
0: i mean here's the thing jesus says very clearly like you'll know them by their deeds Mm -hmm. listen people will scorn the church if we're people who have this 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 preaching of this great salvation and preaching of this god who supposedly loves them but we're not showing that love yeah how are people going to recognize that we've encountered the the god who is love if i am not loving my neighbor and being concerned about what concerns them amen the church will not be healthy (laughs) It will be the It's like the exact Opposite is true Of what's in this statement It's but so that, frustrating That is the gospel Right Like They Like again They
2: they they are married And they work together They don't cancel Each other out um, Social justice And the gospel They don't cancel Each other out Yeah
0: Yeah So we got one last uh, Man um, One last Article that we wanted To look at here Because you know I'm frustrated But <laughs>
2: I'm upset
0: you know, God, I'm going to be all right. The Lord is good. Um, article, let's look at article... Eight, my Roman num- th- three Three ones after five is eight, right? Yes. Okay. Roman Right, right. We in Let's school. <laughs> hey, yo, I ain't looked at Roman numerals since I was like in third grade or whatever mm-hmm. that was. I, right. oh. <laughs>
1: That's what you need every comprehension skill you've ever <laughs> mastered to get this document.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it says, We affirm. But the primary role of the church is to worship God through the preaching of His words. Oh, A lot of same stuff: so. teaching sound doctrine, observing baptism and the Lord's Supper, refuting those who contradict, equipping the saints, and evangelizing the lost. Look at that! Everything there was just so. I'm gonna just teach you these words and baptize you. Sound doctrine, apologetics. None of that was like I'm gonna actually love you. Like I, I don't know. That's what I got from that. Yeah, I, I got a whole lot of information that I'm gonna give to you. But like, if you actually are in need and hurting, it for Christianity for a lot of people. Like I think for a lot of evangelicals, like they're doing the work of ministry. If you're being taught sound doctrine. And the work of loving people entering into their lives, the work of sitting with people and like having their concerns be your concerns and, and, and really, I don't know, comforting them. Mm. It's just, it, 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 it just sounds so cold. Like I'ma come in, I'ma teach you sound doctrine, I'ma baptize you. If you don't believe what I believe, I'ma like apologetic, apologetics, We're going to evangelize the people who are going to hell. I'm like, all right. And that's exactly what
1: God called the church of Ephesus to task for. He said, like, you have sound doctrine, but you have (laughs) walked away from love. Like, you have (laughs) left your first love. Yes, you, you, you can't brook you know, heresy. You do stand against char- uh, charges of exactly. unbiblical doctrine, but you don't have love. And that is a very thing that God was saying, I hold that against you. Yeah. So for this document right now, like yeah, keep keep your sound doctrine, but God holds the charge of you don't have love against you.
4: Yeah.
0: So he's like we affirm that when the primacy of the primacy of the gospel is maintained that it often has a positive effect on a culture in which is various societal ills are mollified. We affirm that under the Lordship of Christ, we are to obey the governing authorities established by God and pray for civil leaders. I don't even understand like why that's even there, but sure. Um, we deny <laughs> that political or social activism should be viewed as integral components of the gospel or primary to the mission of the church, though believers can and should utilize All lawful means that God has providentially established to have some effect on the laws of a society. We deny that these activities are either evidence of saving faith or constitute a central part of the church's mission given to her by Jesus Christ, her head. We deny that laws or regulations possess any inherent power to change sinful hearts. Mm. Mm -mm.
3: Whatever. Unless it's about... Abortion <laughs> it's about the yeah. traditional view of marriage. I yeah. mean, this is this is where the this is where this is where the document goes from feeling, you know, perhaps whatever misunderstanding. But this is where it really seems disingenuous because the people that are the people that are the top signers of this document are posting all the time about social issues it's just these specific social issues which they don't find to be pertinent james
0: white a primary person who signed this document if you listen to if you listen to his, his um material all the time he's talking about abortion all the time he's talking about marriage and these social ills and how you know the church should be trying to deal with that and and you know he was like when um Justice Scalia 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 yeah. Scalia
3: Yeah Scalia. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we both Scali- History,
0: we history. <laughs> I'm taking many L's today But no, Social
3: listen,
1: studies I'm, Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, right? we're,
0: we're all the
3: better for it we
1: all the better
0: <laughs> You know what I mean um, When he died He was like Yeah how, how are we gonna get Another Supreme Court justice That Is Gonna fill his place To uphold You know Conservative views And it's like now all of a sudden mad political activism like and he's talking to people in the church who listen to his program so you're obviously trying to rile them up to be concerned about that
3: and if you're afraid of political and social activism overthrowing the main focuses of the church and you don't mention white nationalism yeah and you don't mention the ways that there is actually yes very much political and social activism overthrowing the church and if you're and you're only focusing on these kind of like liberation movements or whatever Mm. and you're not focusing on the fact that actually (laughs) there is a lot going on and and you know yeah it's 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 that's where it becomes disingenuous yeah
0: because the selectivity is is where it um it, it shows that This is a... There's an agenda behind this.
2: Right. I think it shows uh, how you really feel about me.
0: Yeah. That's really what it is. And you could put pretty language behind it. Exactly. You could beautify it. You could throw Bible verses behind it. But this is how you really feel about... This is
2: how you really feel about... about them
0: Negroes who keep trying to be annoying with their Black Lives Matter and their marches and how you keep oppressing us and all that stuff. We just keep it real. Yeah.
3: And I think... You know, the reason why this is so important and the reason why this is worth talking about and the reason why this is enough to do a full episode about and we could do five episodes about it um, is really underlined in this one sentence. Um, We deny that these activities are either evidence of saving faith or constitute a central part of the church's mission given to her by Jesus Christ, her head. I mean, Lourdes already alluded to it, but... You take a look at James and you see that faith without works is dead mm-hmm. and then you look at the works that he's gonna talk about the works in James that he talks about that are evidence that we have true faith yeah our justice and mercy works yeah that's all he talks what about. Is the, what is
0: true religion loving the widows and taking care of the the poor and orphans it's
3: filled with that language and so he says that's religion and <laughs> so now there are people in danger who deny these issues, don't care, even feel vitriol hatred towards it, and that's a For a lot of these people, that's a deep sign that they don't understand the gospel. Mm. Yeah And so if John MacArthur's and all these guys are concerned about gospel purity, yeah, this is this is totally muting Conviction that people should be feeling. Absolutely. Oh, I don't get that. Okay, maybe I haven't fully grasped the gospel Yeah, maybe maybe I need to examine myself. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, the gospel is what makes us care about these issues mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. the gospel is why we're here sitting having an episode about these issues it's absolutely. the real reason why because we've been transformed we've been you know you know jesus came down and had mercy yeah. on us and amen. took justice for us and took that burden for us and so now we feel that obligation to do it for others absolutely. and if you don't feel that then maybe you never really got the gospel to begin with amen
0: just, that's 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 what it comes down to. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of a, a nice uh, final thought. Anyone else, any final thoughts on on any of this um, before we close out?
1: Just leaving with like the understanding of who is the Jesus that you're serving? like Because if we're going to point back to the gospel, the Jesus that won that gospel for us, that won our salvation, was a member of a subjugated group. He was someone who received an improper trial and he was a minority that was received p- police brutality. He was a refugee. He was every member of subjugated groups that you can think of embodied. And yeah. he wins our salvation. And he charges us that with that salvation that he freely offers and gives for us to then go and do good works f- based on him. So check the Jesus that you love.
0: That's good, man. Look, I don't got nothing else to say after that. <laughs> Word all right guys well this has been another episode of city image i'm gonna go pray because i'm mad you know what i mean (laughs) we need to love my brothers i mean this is when loving your brother and not hating him that's when the some of that stuff becomes real yeah (laughs) like what what the john says in, in first john like and, and, and I, let me just say this about the close, but this just came on my heart. For my brothers and sisters, black, you know, wrestling with this, like we somehow have to fight through like ill, angry. It's OK to be angry, but going to that place of bitterness is, is not, you know, we have to we have to fight against that. I want to, I want people to be free to feel how they feel. Mm -hmm. Like, don't hear me saying that if this makes you upset, you know, like somehow that's wrong. But we do have to guard against that. We can't let that sit. Um, And we have to take that to to, to the Lord and process it in community. Um, Because I think there are very healing conversations that can take place in community. And and I want to say thank you to prominent evangelical leaders who did not sign this document. you know know, thanks to the al moles of the world who as of yet you know i don't know if you're gonna change his mind but you know have not signed this document you know but the reality is that this is going to be an ongoing thing this doesn't seem like it's stopping anytime soon but you know i'm praying that god gives us the grace and the love to continue to Um, reach out to people who hold these views in love trying to win them over and i'm praying that god brings the church to a place where these views actually just die out amen to be to be honest with you um and i i would hope that um you know, my hope is that, you know, brighter days are coming. So anyway. All right, guys. Um this is Brian Theological Giant, man. Young Nassau County. Hi. Well, that's the
1: principal, aka the woman with principal. Farlene the wild thornberry. <laughs> All
0: right, we're gonna see you on the next one. All right. Peace. peace.
4: City in city 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 image